Hi, you guys. Thanks for coming over. This is Richard Sachs here, and we've got uh, Doug Diamond holding the show together, doing the electronic part and the backup, and I'm really glad to see you again. This is Lost Arts Radio Live, where we talk about things related to current events in the world right now. And sitting in America, it's kind of centered on the U.S., but <clears throat> what happens in the U.S. really affects the rest of the world dramatically uh, for quite a few different reasons. And right now we're on the eve of a major election that uh, some people are accurately calling probably the most important national election in our history and maybe anywhere uh, in recent history anyway. And so it's a good time to look at what condition the country is in and how that relates to the rest of the world and what's about to happen. And I think we'd go over some of that and thought it would be a good idea. And, and I like the feedback that you guys give us. Um, you can always email Richard at lostartsradio.com. And we have a Facebook page for Lost Arts Radio, at least at the moment. And um, we're still on, uh, we will be on for the foreseeable uh, indefinite future on Brighteon brighteon.com slash channel slash lost arts radio and that takes comments and you can subscribe uh, to that as well and it, it doesn't censor so anyway let's take a look at things I've got more notes here than I can possibly refer to in the short time that we've got it's going to go by very fast um, but I think that um, right before the election that's coming up on Tuesday and we'll talk a little bit about specifically that but um that's going to be choosing people at local and state and national levels, and most of the attention is on the presidential election. So I will say some things about that, even though a lot of people say it really doesn't matter who's in office because the same people are in control. And to some degree, that's true, but it's not completely true. So we're going to look at that for a minute, too. Um, but there's a reason that, that things are different this time than they have been in previous elections, and that's that... Uh, for those of you who have been following our various shows and other great in independent podcasts and broadcasts and things like that, you know that there's a group, <clears throat> a relatively small group, that is in charge of most of what goes on in the world right now. And people say, oh, that can't possibly be true. You know, that's a conspiracy theory. And I mean, the example they always give is. Even the people in Congress can't agree on anything, and you know they're totally disorganized and incompetent. How could there be a group controlling the whole world? And that's really a um, a mind program that's been instilled in us for many decades. In reality, that group has been focused on what they want to do uh, for various countries and general society in the world. In what I've been able to see in my research for thousands of years, many thousands. At least the recent history, you know, the last 15,000 or so, probably more. But certainly in recent history, and I think that they're all excited now because they think, wow, it looks like we're at the end of our, you know, wrap-up period and we're going to get our objectives done. And people are so dumbed down in the world now that they're falling for the most ridiculous stuff that you can imagine. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure of the details of their sense of humor at that level, but... I suspect that they're thinking it's pretty funny what they're getting away with and no no intelligent world population would ever be going along with it like we are now. So, um, you know, we're in what they consider to be the the uh, wrap-up of, of their long millennia, long agenda. Um, and most of the 
people in the world don't even know what's going on and they're just busy hating each other and fighting over irrelevant stuff, things that are made up by the power structure for us to fight over, worrying about really insane things like what color our skin is, whether we're men or women or kids and you know whether we're rich or poor and <clears throat> and that always polarizes groups to fight against each other and it's the divide and conquer principle where the rulers know that if we're busy fighting over really insane things that they can finish us off and they won't have any trouble so it'd be good for you know humanity to be more aware of the immediate danger that we're all in right now not in the long run but certainly in the short run at the moment I think if it were uh, troops landing on the shores, you know, speaking of the U.S., for example, with tanks and machine guns and, you know, mortars and things like that, maybe some people would notice. I, I don't know for sure. Maybe they're too far gone, but I think they would probably notice. But the attack that's going on is much more serious than um, some tanks and machine guns and things like that. It's really permeating... Um, the whole society that we have and it's a lot more subtle and sophisticated um, and there's two main parts to the attack that's going on now um, one is a fake pandemic which of course you can't say and we never know how many hours we're going to be left here but if you lose us here find us on Brighteon and we may be on some other new platforms too in the near future um, anyway there's two main parts for the attack that's going on against America right now in full swing and it's going on against uh, many other countries as well it's happening in Canada certainly Australia New Zealand France Spain the UK I mean most of the EU countries even some that I thought were in relatively good shape and populations more awake and uh, aware of this kind of thing in uh, Eastern Europe, I heard people on the radio yesterday uh, talking to them from uh, some of these Eastern European countries. Uh, Bulgaria comes to mind immediately. There was a lady calling in from Bulgaria saying uh, things are really bad there and it looks a lot like uh, cities in the U.S. where everybody is scared of each other and avoiding each other and wearing their mask. They don't know that it does nothing to stop viral transmission and they're going along with the programming for uh, panic and, and mistrust of each other and all of that completely and I was sorry to hear that I don't know if it's true in Hungary or not but some of those countries have been aware of these attacks it's just that when they are done in the name of health and medicine even some of the people who are normally really aware of uh, threats to their country just completely fall for it because it's supposedly about health and that's what I think the uh, the rulers are happy that that is going this way because I don't think they could have imagined that there would be this much uh, cooperation with the attackers on the part of most of us going along with the whole nonsense so those are the two um, the two main parts of the current attack, although there's a lot of others in progress as well, and we'll mention them probably along the way here. We've been posting a lot of great articles and videos on both the, the paid riots where 
I guess it's a great career opportunity for people that are unemployed from the uh, lockdowns and things like that, which are also a weaponized strategy against us. And they can get good money being paid riders if they don't mind uh, beating up people and now shooting people sometimes and burning down businesses and homes and buildings. And apparently there's a lot of people that don't mind doing that if they're paid for it. Some of them even not getting paid for it, I think, that are so um, lost in the programming they think that taking part of a, in a communist revolution, which is what this is all about with the riots, uh, to tear down society and redistribute wealth and go into permanent slavery, which they consider utopia, and everybody's going to get everything free. I mean, there's somebody, some people that actually think that. So, But there's some great articles on lostartsradio.com. Some of the videos, you may want to read the articles, uh, particularly by uh, John Rappaport, He's been doing some great reporting since the the very beginning of the what they call the pandemic. Uh, I, I have a few minor areas of disagreement with him, but uh, nothing of any consequence. The basic bottom line is the same. Also, uh, before I forget, videos by Spiro Skouras, S-K-O-U-R-A-S, and James Corbett. Uh, we posted a bunch of those, and, and they're doing fantastic work. I uh, really admire both of them, and so you can take a look at them. None of us are in competition for anything, by the way. And anybody who's trying to do a good job to have some little contribution or more to uh, averting the future that our rulers have planned for us, we just all need to help and support each other. And if somebody else does way better than we do, that's great. <laughs> you know, we just help each other as much as we can. So the John's site is, uh, just so that you know, it's nomorefakenews.com. And Spiro and Corbett both have uh, video channels on a lot of the different platforms. Um, John and <clears throat> John Rappaport and Dr. Kaufman, Andrew Kaufman, is one of the really brave medical doctors that is telling the truth about what's going on with the pandemic and so is being viciously attacked obviously by the media and the social media and lost a lot of uh, income streams that he used to have as a doctor but he's saying uh, he has to tell the truth whatever happens which is incredible that's like normal right you don't see it very much anymore at all hopefully it's going to spread um Anyway, both of them, John Rappaport and Dr. Kaufman and a number of others are saying they're going all the way to one end and saying, well, the, there's no virus, which I don't think is true because I trust uh, the government weapons programs that we fund here in the U.S. And there's, a, according to Dr. Boyle, who is an authority on this kind of thing, uh, there's at least 12 major bio, biological uh, weapons Development Laboratories, BSL-4 labs, they're called. And I and they're getting millions of dollars from taxpayers and uh, funded through NIH and places like that. Fauci's been deeply involved with all of them and, and with their funding. And I don't think they'd go to all that work and spend all that money um, and not have any really great weaponized viruses as a result. I could be wrong. I haven't been inside those labs and I don't haven't tried to see any of these viruses myself in a micro electron microscope. 
but they definitely spent the money and did a lot of uh, publicity for them too, up to about 2013 or 14 at least, uh, telling about the weapons that they were developing in North Carolina. And um, so, according to Dr. Boyle, who seems really credible to me, I think he's incorrect about the severity of the danger of the virus itself at this point, but I think he's completely right about this field that he's a specialist in, which is that the virus was developed as a chimera, meaning it was put together out of other uh, pathogenic viruses to be uh, more easily spread and more um, damaging. That's what's called gain-of-function research, which is illegal in this country since about, I think, 1990 is where doc when Dr. Boyle's uh, Convention Against Biological Weapons went into actual effect and of course the research didn't care it just kept going and it's still going now and it's still illegal and it's still being allowed and the government the, both parties in the congress the president people and agencies nobody's doing anything to stop it or expose it on you know to the public which is unfortunate um anyway it was it was sent from the u.s lab where it was developed over to china where it was finished off and released and almost no chance that that's a coincidence since they had big public events like event 201 right before the release of the virus saying hmm, let's imagine what would happen if there was a virus that got out and endangered the public why don't we say um i know a coronavirus and that was right before they released the coronavirus so i don't think it's non-existent but i don't think it's uh as dangerous as we're being led to believe and it's very easily the the few people that do get um symptoms from encounter with what appears to be this viral strain are very easily healed uh quickly 24 to 48 hours and that's not from me that's from medical doctors who have done it with uh easy cheap fast relatively safe uh protocols that are available right away and of course they get, they all get censored uh by the mainstream media and if you're watching this and you're working for the mainstream media you really should think about what you're doing because uh i suspect a lot of you are thinking oh we're really clever and we're really wipe, wiping out the uh, ability of all those terrible people to speak and be heard but you know there was this country at least in legend and stories it was called america and it was started based on the idea of individual freedom including free speech and the founders who started it they had a lot of things they weren't very good at and hadn't really lived up to everything they could think of yet but they had some great ideas and one of them was the understanding of free speech and they knew you know they they didn't make that uh the number one amendment in the bill of rights for the u.s constitution thinking that everybody would agree with them so it would be okay they knew people would be saying all kinds of stuff some of which would be lies intentional some of which would be mistakes some of which would be beliefs that said we should not even have the u.s and you know whatever crazy things that might be said they knew that and yet they still put that as the first of the ten amendments that were in the bill of rights and there was really a reason that they did that and 
one of the main ways to look at it is if you don't have complete freedom of speech, and that doesn't mean somebody saying, go out and, you know, kill somebody. That's not protected free speech. But sharing of ideas, even if you disagree, was protected. And the, the reason is that if you lose that and you set up any authority to, what did Tim Cook said, curate the speech, right, um, you're going to be destroyed. <laughs> That's what's about to happen in the United States right now, and it is happening. And it's happening in the UK, and it's happening in Australia, New Zealand, and Europe, what used to be Europe, now the EU, and other parts of the world, it's already happened. And if you lose free speech, it's difficult to get your, free, your general freedom back again, because to do that, normally you have to communicate. And that's what the people who are in, behind the censorship are trying to do. And it, if you're working from one of those censors, it's going to be very bad for you too. It's not just other people. Everybody suffers when you don't have free speech. So this is going on now uh, very severely in the U.S. And um, anyway, just following the timeline again for the virus, why I think that John and and Andrew are not necessarily correct because this was the project of both the U.S. and the Chinese bioweapons lab, labs to uh, develop this virus. And I doubt that that was complete. I mean, anything could be completely fake, but I doubt that that was. I think they developed it and they, pat they had the patent on it and they own that and they can control the vaccine and things like that, ownership of the vac vaccine. And there's other financial advantages from doing that. But it appears that the uh, incredible deadly nature of the virus that was first seen in China looks like it was not accurate. There, some people say there were actors, you know, falling over in the street and just lying there and this, you know, having convulsions and things. That was meant to terrify the world, which it was very successful at doing. Um, but it's not happening now. People, you know, the the only ones that look like they are actually affected by what must be the real virus is they have this syndrome that's been described by a number of doctors of that didn't apparently show up until the advent of this virus or whatever it is, is that their lungs work fine but they can't get oxygen. Like, like if you were suddenly uh, transported to the top of Mount Everest with no oxygen tank, 29,000 and something feet, I think it is, and the air is really thin up there because it's not pulled together by the gravitational field of the Earth as densely as near the surface, near the sea level surface. And uh, so your lungs are breathing, and unless you're a Sherpa who's adjusted to it, you can't get enough uh, gas transfer between the uh, little tiny alve alveolar sacs in your lungs and the uh, the blood supply in the air can't exchange oxygen and CO2. And they found that that's quickly and easily healed, even in the most severe cases. You don't have to catch it early, which a lot of people are saying that's not what these doctors who have used it are saying. They're saying you can do it quickly and easily with... Uh, about three standard protocols, none of which I can mention here, or our friends in the censorship industry will 
make sure that you don't see us again. But you probably know what I'm talking about. Dr. Brownstein is the source of one of them. Look him up. He's famous for research on iodine. But he also went public that he treated several hundred patients, some of which were very severe cases of the syndrome I just described. And he had 100% recovery, no long-term uh, illness, no death. No, He didn't even have anybody who needed to go to the hospital. And some of them were in such bad shape, they could hardly breathe. And he had them all fine within one to two days at almost no cost. That's completely censored. You can't say stuff like that in America right now. So one of the things about the state of the nation at this point uh, on the verge of this huge election that's about to happen is that in the history of the country, there's never been this kind of control of information where if you say th things that are true, you get banned as either hate speech or breaking terms of service or community guidelines or um, something like that. And you guys who are enforcing this, this is not a good idea. You know, you basically lose your country and you don't get something good in exchange. You get a really bad situation where you won't be comfortable. But anyway, that is what's happening. The other thing about um, those initial horrific scenes from China of people just falling on their face on the sidewalk and many of them dying was that they turned on the next generation electromagnetic uh, transfer stations in Wuhan right when they released the virus. And one of the symptoms, as uh, many experts have described on our Sunday shows, of this new generation that I also can't mention or you won't get to see any of this, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. It has to do with the number of fingers on my hand and I have the normal number of fingers on my hand in case you're wondering. Um, one of the, the uh, effects of that kind of radiation on humans is the inability to get oxygen, that no transfer between the blood and the air in the lungs. Uh, what do you know? That's just like the syndrome that's described with this virus. And there are huge power supplies connected to the transmitting stations for this new generation EMF that's now spreading out quickly all over the world uh, where it can't be stopped anyway. It shouldn't. It's a technology that should never have been developed at all, of course, like many others. So specifically, there's... Um, an inability to get oxygen when people are exposed to this new EMF radiation. And you can't tell the difference really between it and the syndrome that seems to be from this virus. And the reason it does still seem to be from a virus that really exists is that in places where there's none of this electromagnetic radiation, you still have the same uh, occurrence of some cases. But there, there are really not very many. Um, oh, and by the way, I wanted to tell you that uh, a week from today, well, a week from today, no, I think it's one day later, a week from tomorrow, on the Sunday show, Mark Steele's going to be on, and he has great background in uh, electromagnetic weapons development, and he's done a lot of uh, investigation into these EMF radiation sources that are sold to us as uh, communication systems for the cell phones and that'll, that's going to be really informative. You might want to make a note on the calendar about that. Also, there's other past shows with Mark and um, 
Mark Steele and Barry Troer, who was uh, talking about the use of these electromagnetic frequencies that are now in the cell phones uh, as weapons in World War II. Uh, and there's several interviews with him available free on the archives of uh, Lost Arts Radio. I'm moving too slow. We're not going to get through a fraction of this. Um, so I guess at this point, you know, knowing that we can't cover everything today, I should mention that the attack against America that's happening now with the pandemic and the riot uh, riots also involves a lot of other weapons. It's not like those are the only two happening. We already talked about censorship, which is a huge weapon against the country. This is why it's been mentioned that this criminal major corporate media that we have is one of the main enemies of not just our country, but humanity in general. And I would really recommend anybody who's working for that complex, that media industrial complex, you might call it, to paraphrase Eisenhower, uh, consider... Uh, doing something within your favored position of that industry that could maybe turn around and at least expose some of the bad things that are being done by that industry. Um, but overall, you know, what the media is involved in is overt, coordinated lies and censorship from really all the interlocked corporate media. It's like kind of like the book burning that happened. I don't know if all of you guys know about that, but one of the things that was done by the Third Reich in Germany in the 30s in particular uh, in World War II was the burning of books that had any ideas counter to what the ruling party wanted to have everybody believe. And so that's a common theme. It's been going on for a long time. Kill any dissident speech. I mean, it happened in Soviet Russia and certainly in China where they killed millions of their own people and in the uh, communist takeover. Same thing's happening in America and most of the world now, except now it's done by controlling the information electronically that we hear on all kinds of media like TV, radio, newspapers, movies, um, claiming they're blocking the fake news and then they put in real fake news instead for everybody to hear against the founding principle of America that free speech is, is the very first right acknowledged by the by the uh, Bill of Rights. And we're also being shadow banned all the time. That's one reason we're still allowed to be on the air. So if you want to help share this broadcast or any of our other recorded broadcasts that are available now, that would be really helpful. Uh, help us get around the shadow banding, banning and stay in touch also on the main site lostartsradio.com, whatever happens on the major video platforms. So back to the two prongs that we were talking about of the, the riots and the pandemic, they're, they're both being used really for the purpose of not just tearing down the infrastructure and physical society, but to spread fear and set the stage for the end of personal freedom because if the population ever gets scared enough, which rulers have been doing for thousands of years again, then there's an acceptance of tyranny for the sake of security, which is what Benjamin Franklin said. If you do that, fall for that, then you're not going to have any security or any freedom left. We've got lots of articles and videos on lostartsradio.com with documentation that the riots are paid for and um, making believe they have something to do with 
racial justice, which should be really obvious that they don't. I mean, they're burning down uh, the businesses of all races, and it's just violence for the sake of destroying the, the stable, stable society that may still be left. Um, and they're beating up and shooting people of all races. So if we have any intelligence left, we know it doesn't have anything about racial justice or anything like that. It, um, skipping quickly over this stuff. Uh, we know that the media is following orders from higher up. They're not thinking of it on their own in every you know office of media across the country. Many times there are compilations put together, and we posted a couple this week, where uh, 50 different stations, the newscasters will say, well, let's see, and then they have a certain facial expression, and they see a certain phase. And uh, I think the last one that we put up, the last compilation was saying, things are going to get a little salty in this political campaign that's happening now. And the there would be one station after another, after another, after another, saying exactly the same words. Um, okay, so anyway, since I have a slight area of disagreement with our friend John Rappaport and um, Dr. Kaufman that I think the virus is real and actually exists, why am I saying that the, the pandemic is fake? Because you're not allowed to say stuff like that. Pandemic is fake. You know, you must be a horrible person to even think of something like that and question authorities that are working day and night for your benefit. And a lot of people are saying, well, the numbers are exaggerated and overblown and things like that. And that's why uh, the pandemic is fake. And um, I'm saying that's not true. The numbers are not exaggerated, you know, of how many people test positive or how many people die from the disease. That they're they're, The numbers are not exaggerated because there aren't any numbers. The PCR test, uh, which you hopefully have watched videos about or read about or heard about, invented by a guy named Kerry Mullis who died like, I think about a year ago, right before this all started. A little bit suspicious of the timing on that. But if he hadn't died, he would tell people, as he did before his death, that the PCR test can't diagnose anything. I mean, if that's the only thing you get from this little one-hour discussion we're having, that's, <laughs> that's not just worth it. That's like really, really important. Can to even slow down your mind for a minute and just grasp that the PCR test, the main test being used to determine number of cases and who died from the virus. Even on dead bodies, they'll use the PCR test and, aha, there's a positive reading. That person, even though they fell out of a helicopter, they died of COVID-19 because PCR test is positive. This is the one thing to convey here, and I'm waiting for meetings with a number of politicians where we're going to talk about the same exact thing, and there are only a few that can, are even willing to look at it, very few, but there are some. And this is the one thing, I'll say it once more. The PCR test was invented by Kerry Mullis, who said on video, you can still find it online, that it can't be used to diagnose any illness or um, viral condition or anything like that. It can't. It's If that's the case, and he's the inventor, he knows, 
I would believe him on that. Um, there are no numbers. It, it works on the a, sim, a system where there are cycles. In other words, you it finds little samples of things in a, little pieces of genetic material in a, in a sample of tissue. So if you take something from the inside of your cheek or inside your nose or somewhere and, and then you do the PCR test on it, and if you don't, you know, since we've got trillions of viruses and bacteria in us all the time, you can find almost anything in anybody. Carrie Mullis said that in various ways. And so if you don't see what you're looking for enough, you just run another cycle and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And basically the idea is this is a great test to use if you want to be able to find anything in anybody and say that they have some disease, which they don't. They just have some minute trace of some genetic material, which is not going to hurt them. And you can find that and you can terrify the public and use it as an excuse if you want to take over a society and end personal freedom and start requiring more of these fake tests for people to just drunk and go in their car or to use their bank or to have a job or anything like that. It's PCR test is perfect for that. It's totally successful because even though it's meaningless, it's really good at getting whatever result you want. If you want a negative result just to show they're not all positive, then you don't do as many cycles on the test. You can verify this easily by just doing a little bit of research. And we posted great videos on it from doctors and scientists and everybody. It's, there's no question. The, the test has no positive or negative results that mean anything, but it's perfect for if doing things like if you want to start a pandemic from scratch or if you want, not a real one, but a numbers one, you know, where the numbers don't mean anything. Or you can create a second wave or a third wave or a tenth wave. You can show that more people have positive results than the population of the whole planet. And it, for example, Operation Moonshot in the UK is has allocated money for enough tests to test every citizen once a week in the entire country indefinitely. And they're coming out already with COVID pass and other kinds of licenses which will let you out of your house if for that week your test said that you're negative, which is going to be totally up to the people programming the test to see how many cycles they want to do to show whether you're positive or negative. That, that's, I think that's the most important point I want to make in this hour, if you just want to get one thing out of it, is that the PCR test was said by its inventor, who knows how it works really well because he invented it, that you can't use it to get any kind of diagnosis for anything. If you get that, that's it. I mean, that's it, for at least for realizing what's going on. You know, the state of the nation in America and many nations around the world right now on the eve of the American rev uh, revolution, hopefully not, American uh, election is that there's a takeover going on of society. It's very successful. And right now they're in the stage of making people follow totally nonsensical orders. Uh, for example, wearing masks, which a number of doctors, Blaylock and others, and we posted their papers and articles and videos. And 
Yeah, I mean, this stuff is not a question. You can, I know it's hard to keep up with everything, but we've put all this stuff on the main site. They make it really clear that the masks don't stop viral transmission in an actual situation where the virus is really dangerous, which this one is not proven to be. This one's proving out to be less dangerous than the flu. And in fact, the overall number of deaths happening this year is in the U.S. anyway, it's the same or lower than last year. Except amazingly, and people actually look at this and say, well, I have no idea how this could be. The coronavirus cured the flu. Well, the flu is another associated with another coronavirus. So the coronavirus is a big family of viruses, including the ones connected with the common cold and the flu and other things like that. Whether they're causative or not is another question entirely. And we don't have time to really go into that in detail. But it's an important issue. Um, the main bottom line, though, we've had doctors on explaining in detail why all the numbers from the PCR test are uh, meaningless. And there's about to be much higher numbers because in the northern hemisphere, as we move into the fall and winter, people that are not getting enough nutrition and they're not getting enough sunlight and they're not you know, exercising and sleeping enough and all the things they need, they're going to get more colds and flu. And those are going to be counted only as COVID-19. And they're going to say, oh my God, now it's everywhere. We have huge spikes and the kids who are getting their lungs damaged by wearing the masks, they're going to get these lung conditions and they're going to say, oh my God, it's affecting children. This is terrible. We have to, we, we've already bankrupted your businesses. We have to do more. We have to go into your houses and take your temperatures and see if we have to take away your children for your own protection and things like that. Those are really planned and they're coming. Um, and, you know, the other thing, we've had doctors on that have explained, even with the fake numbers, can be manipulated all over. Doctors and coroners have been incentivized to fill out incorrect causes of death on death certificates. We know that. I mean, all those archives are free on our shows. Bukacek and other doctors have talked about that in great detail. Another doctor we had on who knew even more about it and, and is well known, uh, that got censored for your own benefit because it would be too dangerous for you to hear one of the top doctors in the industry, virologists, talking about it. So she's gone, but We've had a number of them on and still visible. And um, the paid riots we've talked about already, pretending to be for racial justice, has nothing whatever to do with that. Um, you know, a, a person of the correct race for their narrative gets killed and they'll broadcast it all over the world. A person of the wrong race gets killed and they won't even mention it at all to make people think that America and all the other Western countries are these horrible racist societies, which they're not. And we've had lots of uh, people of all colors of skin, which shouldn't make any difference, obviously, but we've been made to think that for some reason it does. And they're saying, no, it's not. America's not a racist country. It's not full of systemic racism. This is being hyped up so that we'll all hate each other. No matter what color skin you happen to have or what, whether you're male or female or a child or whatever, you just 
work on yourself, you know, become the best person you can. And everybody else will end up acknowledging that or the people in the end when you accomplish these things and you can. It can be better. We can get rid of the, you know, oppressive forces like central banks and things like that. But it's good enough now so that we have an excellent opportunity to accomplish a lot. And that's under attack right now. The whole point of the pain riots and the pandemic situation and all that is to make sure that your opportunities are destroyed. So we're going to have to get to the point of solutions, and we'll talk about that at the end, which is coming right up. I um, wish I had more time to go into I've got a lot of interesting, relevant stuff here that, you know, what can I say about all this stuff? Um, relating to the state of the nation, I think, I think other than the demonstration that the people are making of how they fall for such total nonsense and are willing to hate each other and be terrified of each other and stand several feet away from each other because there could be a germ. You know, it's it's no more dangerous now than it was a year ago before the official pandemic started. There were still 30 to 80,000 people every year dying of flu in the U.S. and all of that, pretty much all of that was preventable through nutrition and things that you're not allowed to talk about in the medical industry because there's no training. And that's just seen as uh, irrelevant. But um, we've got a group of people that's in control of most of what's going on in these big movements in the world right now, and they're very focused on their goal. And ultimately, and we'll talk about this other times, uh, it's the total destruction of life on the planet, but it can't go just all at once. They have the technology to wipe us out like right now, overnight or less, sooner, <laughs> and they're not doing it yet. At the top level, these things are not about money at all. This is basically, as I've said before, and a lot of, most people think this is totally crazy, but I'm pretty sure that it's true. This is a ceremonial sacrifice of all life in the biosphere. And that's why it has to go slow, step by step. And it's just that now they think they're in the last stage where we've just given up all trace of common sense and we're willing to go along with, you know, whatever. We're not questioning that everything should be wireless and we're sitting in the middle of this uh, damaging radiation that is especially hurting kids but is affecting everybody, including your ability to think and perceive and all these important things. So it's an individual learning curve that we all figure this stuff out and we say, you know, there are all these other attacks. It's not just the pandemic and in the fear of that, that's like the flagship attack right now. But there's also the fact that when you're in a physical body, it really matters what food you eat and what you drink. And as a population, we're going along with this idea of, of eating poison food. Um, and I'm an incredible supporter of everybody in the agricultural industry and the farmers. Um, but growing food with toxic chemicals, which came out of the work of a German uh, chemist a while back, uh, not that long ago, is a way to create great imbalance in the soil. And, and the plants reflect that, and that's why the pesticides are uh, 
arose and seemed to be necessary because the nutrition and the environment of the plants in the soil was compromised by the chemical fertilizers. And before that, to grow a really good crop, you had to actually understand the soil and you had to build it up in what you might call a biodynamic way or something like that. And that has better resilience, better resistance to drought, uh, better everything except volume of uh, low nutrition food than chemical agriculture. And that's going on and almost nobody's saying anything about that. Um, Organic Consumers Association is talking about regenerative agriculture and that's great. You know, it needs to spread. A lot of other stuff they're saying is, in my opinion, completely out to lunch, but the regenerative agriculture thing is really important. It needs to be promoted everywhere and in a way that farmers can transition out of a toxic technology for growing food that comes out with traces of poison in it, which, you know, no, it's not edible, you guys. It's not food. <laughs> they should transition over to actually growing food. And I, all these other things are happening, the poisoning of the water, and we've got a massive global program of geoengineering to disrupt the weather and blame it on you and call it climate change um, so that, again, the the theme of getting you to be scared enough to give up unalienable rights and freedoms is, is the point. Um, and I think, really, a lot of the people who start to understand what's going on in this incredible coordinated assault against humanity... Um, they don't realize that the good guys and the bad guys, in a, well, the good guy victims that I'm talking about, the ones who are being poisoned and having their kids poisoned and having to wear masks and rebreathe their own carbon dioxide and things that are really bad for you and are likely to start showing up symptoms this fall from the masks that will be called COVID-19 an excuse for more lockdown. The lockdowns are absolute death for societies and they've already set in motion what's probably a, a super depression way worse than the 1930s and that needs to be turned around right away because it's not a good thing and you know the president and congress right now both parties none of the candidates running for office in the u.s have said anything about uh the real extent of the damage of the lockdowns and they're talking about you know, universal basic income, which they've already started in the U.S. and other places, and that's, don't worry, we'll just print you some fake money. And people think, finally, especially the kids who have been educated in the modern universities and educational systems say, at last, you're figuring out, you just give everybody money, and this is the total reset uh, where everybody's rich because, you know, we don't have these bad uh, capitalist rich people like we have now and everything's just free this is how they sell communism and how they destroy countries because by the time people figure out what's wrong with that picture they, they're starving in the street and I think it would be better to not have to go through that but the point is that this deception is happening on all sides the people working for the news media that's corrupt and they're highly paid I think they call them news anchors and commentators, and they're just highly paid actors, and they read teleprompters written by the global rulers and act like they really know what they're talking about. Those people are deceived just as much as the rest of us because they think that by 
misleading people and giving out fake information, they're going to be left in the elite remnant class that's going to enjoy the world when most of us are eliminated, and that's not true. They're considered as completely expendable. So if you're in that group in any means, uh, think about what you can do to turn it around. Talk to uh, James O'Keefe, Project Veritas, or somewhere like that. That'll expose what's really happening and give the country and the rest of the world a chance to survive this attack. But the bad guys on all the levels, all the way up to the top, actually, are just as deceived as everybody else because even the big, high-level bad guys at the top of the human system are above. They think it's going to be really great by misleading everybody into their own destruction and then they're going to get, you know, they'll be the ones that are left to get all the benefits. That's not how it works. There are laws of nature that if you intentionally, if we intentionally do things that uh, to hurt people or to kill them or to wipe out planets or starful populations, there's something called reaping what you sow or karma. Or It's completely real. It's powered by your own consciousness, so you can't run away from it because your own consciousness wants to come back to what it really is. Whether you think you're good or bad, you came from the same place. And if you go against that, then you set up a situation or your consciousness does where you're going to have the appropriate learning experience, which I wouldn't recommend. But, you know, people are insisting, apparently. Um, so one more thing back to the election, because we did mention that a few times. A lot of people are saying it doesn't matter who you vote for. And it's true, you know, if you look at the president, there's thousands and thousands of different candidates running for local offices and state offices and things like that in the U.S. And I actually wouldn't recommend voting for anybody on either party that you don't know something about. You know, it's better to study what they say and what they do first if you can and even talk to them or, you know, you can sometimes talk to these people and find out what they're like before you vote. And then vote because you know something about them. Um, and it's true that neither one of the presidential candidates in the U.S. is completely aware of what's happening. I'm, with the president, Trump, I, there are a big following that thinks he knows everything and has complete understanding and is playing 20-dimensional chess. I think there's an aspect of that that's true in the areas that he is aware of. And he's done enough things if you look at his background impartially that show he's there because of wanting to help the country that it's pretty obvious that's why he's hated by the major media by corrupt political parties by corrupt national leaders in all parts of the world they don't waste their time hating bad people they hate people with good motives even if they don't have perfect understanding because the point is you get somebody into the office of president in the U.S. who is there because he cares about the country, which I'm. it's, it's really obvious that that's why uh, Trump is in there right now with all his failings. That's the truth, as far as I can see it. And I'm open to being wrong, but so far it's really well confirmed in a lot of ways. That's why they show pictures of his head cut off and plays in New York, in New York City about the assassination of him and his wife, sponsored by the New York Times and others. 
they don't do that with bad people. <laughs> okay, but there's a lot of mistakes he's made. And the, uh, the alternative is somebody that wants a national mask mandate. They're totally in favor of the lockdowns. They're in favor of disarming people, which is a really huge mistake. Uh, and we don't have time, obviously, to go into that right now. But countries that give up the rights of individuals to keep and carry uh, firearms for protection of themselves, not to commit crimes, but to protect themselves and their family and others, those societies generally fall into tyranny. And we can see that happening right now in front of our eyes. So the challenger to the president wants to do that and a lot of other really damaging things. So it's pretty clear in this particular election, you know, um, what's happening and, and what hopefully needs to happen. The president's probably, I would imagine that the president's leading by a factor of probably three to one or five to one or more in the popular vote. If you just look at the, the rally participation, it's obvious, but there's going to be so much voter fraud and machine hacking and all of the media is against him. Facebook has said that they won't announce he won. They'll censor anybody who announces he won. I mean, there's lots of stuff going on like that. That's the question. So I don't know what's going to happen. But uh, this is a president who's trying to do a good job and deserves everybody's support, in my opinion. And uh, I respect everybody's differing opinion about that, too. I'm just giving you what it looks to me, and I've done a lot of research on this stuff. Um, so really, it's no matter even if you had a fantastic president, it's not going to be enough to turn things around from this concerted effort to destroy all of the Western societies, and most of the other ones are already enslaved anyway. So how is that going to be turned around? That's what matters. Looking at the state of the nation right now, it's not just say, oh, that's interesting, it's in danger, and like other countries like the UK and Australia and New Zealand and France and Spain and most of the at least semi, you know, semi-democratic countries that talk about uh, personal rights at all, individual rights, those are all in the danger of in in danger of falling right now into a really serious dark age that I don't think has been seen in world history. It's that much of a danger at the moment. So if that's the case, it's not just, okay, we're in the danger of a dark age. Thanks a lot for joining us, and we'll see you next time. That's not a satisfying place to stop, in my opinion. So the question is, what do you do? And I think what all this comes down to, even though we skipped over a lot of the detail here that I had to share with you, this is a consciousness issue. Because if we had a conscious population, it's what the founders of America called an educated public. And I don't like to use that term now because the educational system is a mess and teaching so much stuff that is disempowering. But a conscious public, not just that's intellectually aware of the problems, but is self-aware and is aware that they're not helpless, weak, unintelligent, dependent, needing government to run their lives a public who really has a, a self-awareness on a higher level would not be falling for any of this stuff right now and would be so strong that 
there's no way any of these hoaxes could ever work. False flags wouldn't work. Um, there would be no central bank because we have never fallen for that, uh, stealing all the wealth out of almost every major country in the world, which is going on right as we speak. A conscious public would understand economics and they would not allow free trade. They would make good trade agreements between each two countries as would benefit both of them. Every country would recognize the importance of their own sovereignty and culture and they would make the country that whatever country they lived in everywhere nature is beautiful and the resources exist and you just make your country a fantastic place to live make it a great place and then you'd cooperate with other countries from a standpoint of sovereignty and mutual respect not these big one world organizations that want to control everything for your benefit so the question is and we're out of time here, but the question is, how do you get the population to become conscious when they're bombarded by media with negative hypnosis day and night and programmed um, so-called entertainment, the educational system whose goal is to make people insane and it is very successful at the moment. How do you do that? Well, what I've found, and I've been looking at this for decades, uh, I started trying to deal with this question in the early 1960s and initially on, on the basis of physical health because I was in a lot of trouble on that basis but then it, it morphed into a broader picture and I spent 20 years looking into the situation in the world and how the world rulers operate and what they plan for us in the years immediately ahead why that's not a really good thing to have happen and how it could be reversed. And I found some weak spots in that plan. I don't know if there's time yet to take, still at this point, to take full advantage of them, but I feel like we need to try. And that ended up in the creation of Planetary Healing Club, which you'll hear me mention at the end of the shows a lot. Um, not because I'm trying to force you or tell you what to do, but the purpose of starting that club was anybody who agrees that working on yourself and getting back what should be your normal abilities is a necessary first step. Not going out and trying to force others people to be good, but upgrading yourself because then you become incredibly strong and, and what you do in your physical programs has this massively stronger effect on the rest of the world. And I think that's where our chances are to at this point, still turn this around. And you don't stop your physical programs. You still try to stop geoengineering, get rid of GMOs, expose and get rid of the central bank, the UN, all this other stuff, you know, organic agriculture, bring that, make that universal, except much better than it is now. Uh, get rid of the harmful radiation from wireless devices and substitute human-friendly technologies uh, realize that solar and wind are archaic and there are far better natural energy technologies. The only little problem with them is that the inventors and promoters and the people who want to actually start distributing get killed, which is an issue that really damages the morale of some of these people that would be bringing us their new inventions. But it's not lack of technology. It's not lack of research. These are way better than solar and wind. Stephen Greer has gone into it a lot, and we'll talk about that at, at length at some point. 
really interesting, important stuff. It's, so my point is, it's, it's not, and we're late here, but I think this is important to finish on on a full understanding of this one point. You don't stop those programs. You don't stop doing everything you can physically. There are great programs going on in local communities uh, for people to network with each other to try to prevent tyranny happening in their neighborhood, uh, prevent the rioters from coming in, stuff like that. Those are all still important. Self-defense is critical. Defense of others in your community and your you know, your neighborhood, all that. Those are still important, but what I'm saying is that there's two things that really supercharge that and give it the chance to actually succeed, which we're under so much attack right now. Every advantage is really needed. One of it, one of the two is in the area of physical health. The real health information on a physical level is suppressed violently in the U.S. and most of the world right now. It's still available, but it's just suppressed. So I've been working with that since the 60s, and I want to share that. So that's one of the reasons for Planetary Healing Club. We can talk about that in a non-censored environment in the private meetings that we have every week that are a half an hour after this uh, show ends, although less now because we're late ending this time. The other one is consciousness, which most people don't even really know what that means, except, you know, if you, somebody knocks you out, you're unconscious, and then when you wake up, you're conscious. I don't mean like that. Consciousness on a much deeper level is one of our unalienable rights because it's connected to who we are, no matter where we live. And when that comes back, our ability to help heal the world gets exponentially increased. So I spent my time since the 60s, you know, making a lot of stupid trial and error mistakes. But eventually, um, you know, so I I can't look down on anybody ever again at this point. I've, I've done so many things wrong myself. But what happened is I learned and developed some consciousness tools that can transform anybody's life who's willing to do the work. And those are shared also in Planetary Healing Club. And it's a wide open interactive, mutually supportive uh, platform. And I want people in it from all over the world um, because we don't have a lot of time. And there's a quality called resonance, which allows you to affect healing effects on people who are even the really nefarious uh, perpetrators of the crimes going on against humanity on top level. You can affect those with the tools that I'm talking about. If you do the work, you can't just remain kind of out of it and mentally lazy on your part. You have to decide, okay, I actually want something better for the future, so I'm willing to work on myself, which is what affects it the most. If you want to do that, you want a supportive place to do it, you can join Planetary Healing Club if you want to and try it out. It's accessible through planetaryhealingclub.com. And if you're not interested, you know, don't stay. But I think you probably will be. If you have questions about it, I'll try to answer those. Just email me. Um, that's what it's for. Now, there are small dues, not because we're trying to trick anybody into stealing everybody's money. or Not everything for money is bad, okay? We're, if, if we get enough money, when we get enough money, we'll be able to stay on the air and keep our projects going. But if we get 
lots of people all over the world. The money all goes to a nonprofit, the nonprofit that we started. And it would be able to start and run a school where all these things are physically demonstrated and shown online at the same time. That's what we'd like to do. But the dues are so small for the club, we need thousands of people to be able to build the school that we want. However, the side effect is, or the main effect, that having enclaves of these people working with us, getting their health back, using the consciousness tools to revolutionize and transform your life, that cumulative effect electromagnetically and on deeper levels could change the fate that we're headed for right now. And that's my main motive. Um, when we get the ability to build the school, I'll be there living and working on that 24 hours a day. But until that, we'll do the same thing online. And um, the main way you can support us is do this work on yourself because you don't have any idea what potential you've got. And I want to see you wake it up and use it. And we can have life on this physical planet, even this, even the level that it is, we can turn it into what it's supposed to be, which is an incredible beauty when we finish our lessons here and get ready for our next destinations. But there's no reason not to leave our kids and the coming generations in it the most incredible place we can. So if you want to consciously work on that um, and share all these tools and information that has taken a long time to put together, do it yourself or with friends or join us in doing it at planetaryhealingclub.com. And tonight's meeting for that group, which hopefully now you have a little idea what it is, starts in about uh, 20 minutes or a little bit less. Okay, so that's the idea. And I know I left a lot out, but the bottom line of the state of the nation on the eve of election is we're on a razor's edge. The rulers intend us to go into a dark age, and that is a dark age like hasn't been seen in our known history. We don't have to do it. There's an option. And I'm not after damaging the rulers at all or any of the perpetrators. I just want them waked up. Self-defense, yeah, but I'm not out to damage anybody beyond that. And um, hidden inside the bad guys is the same essence as in us. There wasn't any other source. You have the power to help wake that up if you want to. And I'd like your help if, if you feel like it's worthwhile. So that's where it's at. And uh, thanks for being here. I really appreciate you very much. I think you're the key you individually, not somebody else, not the general audience, but you individually are the key to the future. And that's why we're taking the time to uh, encourage you to assume that up to now you've been asleep, even if you think you're really awake, recalibrate, assume everything you've done up to now is relatively speaking asleep and decide that now you're going to wake up to the next stage and do whatever it takes to get there and help pull the rest of us along with you by what you do. Okay, so thanks for being here. I'm sorry I went over time. Um, hopefully it interested you and you will make use of it, not just say, oh, that was an interesting or boring or whatever you want to call it show. No, the whole point of it 
is to don't forget and take what you can use and make a change. It's, it's just like the old Man in the Mirror song. You change yourself, and it's not just symbolic. It's real. It really is tangible. You change yourself, and it gives you this incredible power to, even without saying a word, to change everybody else. So try it. Find out. I'll see you next time. Have a good week. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. Just go to Subscribestar.com slash Lost Arts Radio to find our rewards program offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the band ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month. 
where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with.